Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to this week's Geek Town Radio. We have another special show for you this week because we are launching the Geek Town Awards. So we have two co-hosts this week. First one we have is... Ross. Hello, Dave. <laughs> and we also have... Sorry, I know you hate that. It's the only jingle I've got for you. Bex. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering after that first jingle what mine was going to be. I, I should have known. That's, that's fine. I'm it's, a clone. We know it. It's yes. fine. <laughs> so how are you two doing? Ross. <laughs> oh, I'm very well. I'm very well, thank you. I didn't know how to do this. You know, I could believe that Bex is a clone because I've seen her Instagram and she's really busy all the time. So yeah. I could see that there's actually seven of her or something. Yeah, that's, that's quite possible. <laughs> how you doing, Bex? Uh, yeah, quite well. I'm clone four of seven. It's kind of like the Borg. <laughs> we use the Borg naming system. It's kind of handy. We're going to start up franchises, you know, like they did with Batman Incorporated franchises around the world. Um, um, that way I can get possibly another 10% done because quite a few of them are quite lazy. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. Um, I went to Reading uh, Comic-Con, the second Comic-Con they've had out there and played loads of indie games. So that's pretty cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. 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 That's it was good. an unexpected last minute, last minute trip, but it was, it was really cool. Actually. I was surprised by the variety of stuff they had there and some of the guests they had there. It was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Is it more of a comic-y Comic-Con that one? It's got a little bit of everything. It's like the kind of bigger London ones, but just sort of miniaturized so they had um the red dwarf guys they had some game of Thrones guys they had uh, doctor who stars they had uh someone walking around in a velociraptor suit um they had a uh, batmobile and loads of different stalls and, and a room full of indie games so oh, cool. yeah it was it was good actually i was really impressed yeah that's a, that sounds like quite good fun i mean you know, you know not, i was gonna say not not that getting the red dwarf guys to turn up to a comic card is particularly difficult <laughs> <laughs> do you know um last week dave we were talking about i think it was last week how yes. um mcm aren't doing is it the birmingham one or, or do they do all those what, uh, they, no they they're doing all of those uh mcm do uh birmingham and london they have chopped some of them though they've chopped i northern ireland i think and liverpool i think they've chopped um right. so uh but they are i mean they, they've got basically they're getting taken over by repop who are the people that yeah. do 
uh, New York Comic Con and PAX and a bunch of and celebration and a bunch of other things. So they're, they're taking over. And one of the first things they appear to have done is chop some of the uh, more local Comic Cons. So, uh, so Liverpool's gone. Sort of makes sense, though, because there is one in Manchester. And since it's like a 40 minute drive from Liverpool to Manchester, that, that did seem a bit excessive. Uh, losing the Northern Ireland one, I thought, was a bit odd. But maybe they're having problems getting people to fly over there, possibly. I don't know. Although half, half the Games of Thrones people are there already. So, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe with Games of Thrones finishing, they've decided not to do it. But um, but yeah, so I, I think those were the two that they, they announced they weren't doing anymore. But they've still got like uh, Scotland and Birmingham still happening and obviously London will still be happening and uh, Manchester. So so they've still got quite a lot of them they're still doing. It's just going to be interesting to see how things play out next year with that. Yeah, I'm interested to see if they're going to start moving things around because we've got Heroes and Villains Fest keeps clashing with MCM and I think one or the other of these seems to pick a different weekend. Yeah. Yeah, we've had that. We've had that discussion where we were trying to organise who was going to go and do what. So, yeah, it, it, that that's such a pain that they put it on the same weekend as uh, as heroes mm. and villains. Even I, if they, they were just it. one weekend apart, then the guests could do both because obviously some they want some of the CW guys to to go and be at MCM and and things like that. So it would it would make sense to just kind of share share the guests around by not making them be in two places at once. Yes, and I did find it quite funny this May where we ended up with Echo Cullum from uh, from Arrow at MCM and everybody else was at Heroes and Villains. You th- kind of thought, what's he done to upset the rest of the cast of Arrow that he's not there? You know, I thought that was kind of a bit odd. I mean, yeah, very grateful to have him, but that was a bit sort of weird. But uh, but yeah, they were lovely guys. Though, so, um, but uh, yeah, so we're going to try and cover both if we uh, if we get access to Heroes and Villains this year. We're going to try and cover both, or rather next year, we're going to try and cover both if possible when that comes around in May. So that should be good fun. But, but the main thing we're here for this week is uh, the launch of the Geek Town Awards, which is something that we do every year. Oh, I have I have a jingle. <laughs> it was me. It was me thinking, oh, there's going to be a jingle. Of course there's going to be a jingle for this. But then Here nothing came and I was like, oh. So, like, so oh, I was thinking, I was hoping there wasn't going to be a jingle. <laughs> Shut your face, you. <laughs> so, yes, we're launching the Geek Town Awards. That's quite snazzy, that. <laughs> you like that? Yeah, yeah. See, proper professional quality and everything-ish. <laughs> well, I feel it oversells at least my contribution to the rest oh, of this oh, podcast. Well. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, so, yes, we are launching the Geek Town Awards, and um, this is the big competition that we do every December. Uh, we have... A, a huge prize, uh, basically for you going on and voting for what shows and what films and what movie, what movies and games that you liked over the last 12 months. Uh, it's sort of November to November. So it's, it's what you liked in the last 12 months. Uh, you go on and vote and that automatically puts you into the uh, prize, gives you a prize entry and you can potentially win the huge prize package, which is ridiculous this year. It's worth over 750 quid. And there is also a runner up prize. I can give you the list of prizes, but I've pre-recorded this because there were some of the prizes were quite complicated to say. So I, <laughs> so I thought it was safer this way. So here's the prize list. 
The Geek Town Awards massive prize giveaway this year consists of DVDs and Blu-rays, including Spider-Man Homecoming, Wonder Woman, The Librarians The Complete First Season, Superman Unbound, Akira, Coherence, and Goonies 30th Anniversary Edition Blu-ray. We have books and comics, including graphic novels of Wonder Woman, Watchmen, Justice League Volume 1, Star Wars Darth Vader, Serenity Those Left Behind, Hellblazer Volume 1, a bunch of other individual comics, an exclusive The Art of Prison Architect book, and a Star Wars Art of Colouring book. We have figures and ornaments, including Funko Pops of Game of Thrones Tyrion and Jon Snow, and Star Wars Darth Vader Unmasked. We have a Captain Scarlet Limited Edition cult vinyl figure, Walking Dead McFarlane minifigure, DC's Little Bombshells vinyl figure, a Guardians of the Galaxy UB figure, and a Harley Quinn bath duck. Other general geeky stuff includes Marvel sunglasses, a Predator bottle opener, a Batman backpack, a Batman colour changing mug, Bob's Burgers Burger Box recipe cards, Darth Vader soap on a rope, Doctor Who weeping angel earbuds, Doctor Who Top Trump's collector's tin card game, Drinky Cow's party lights, Fallout 4 wallet and keyring, Flyzone VR 3D headset and controller, Futurama slurm koozies, a Game of Thrones notebook, Geeky Tiki Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle mini tiki mug, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 awesome mixtape volume 2 which is an actual proper cassette tape, Jurassic Park and Wonder Woman metal signs, a Miss Piggy mug, a Ted movie Thunder Buddy hoodie, Tetris fridge magnets, Princess Bride playing cards, plus a load of other geeky bits and pieces. And finally, we have a Now TV box plus two months entertainment package, an Amazon Fire tablet, and a £50 Amazon voucher. The whole prize package is worth over £750. You can also be in with a chance of winning our runner-up prize, which is a mystery box containing some of the stuff from the main prize and some stuff that isn't, and that's also worth £125. So go out and get voting. There you go. Wow. That's the price package. That's a lot. <laughs> Where's the cuddly toy? <laughs> yeah, there, there should have been a cuddly toy. There, there should and... have been a cuddly toy. I, just, I mean, it was all amazing, but it needed to say at the end, and a cuddly <laughs> toy. Yeah, yeah. There I... were a lot of things that I knew the individual words, but I'm not sure what they were, which is great. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the entire list is up on the uh, rewards bit of the website, which is geektown.co.uk forward slash awards. If you uh, if you go onto that, you can see uh, that's also where you go to actually enter. But uh, you can see a picture of all the prizes, and you can also see a list of all those different things. Yeah, it was it was stumbling across things like uh, geeky tiki teenage mutant ninja turtle mini tiki mug, <laughs> <laughs> and you can do it again on the fly. I am impressed. I know. I know. I'm going to have to look that prize up on the site now because uh, I just need to know exactly what that looks like, so I can ask you about it and make you say. Again, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I managed to get it out that time. I'm, I'm not sure I managed to do it again. There yeah, was also, so Dave, the... if you were a fan of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <laughs> and you wanted to drink from some sort of cup that was perhaps themed, what kind of what kind of I might go for a geeky tiki Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles mini tiki bug. <laughs> Amazing, <laughs> see that deserved a fanfare. <laughs> Um, there's also uh, there's also the uh, Bob's Burgers Burger Box recipe cards, which is kind of a bit of a mouthful <laughs> as well. But but, uh, but yeah, there's as as always, there's an Amazon voucher in there. There's a Amazon Fire tablet. There is a Now TV box with a couple of months subscription as well. Uh, there's a VR headset thing in there as well, and and uh, you know Funko Pops and masses of comic books and v- DVDs and all that stuff. So uh, there is a huge amount of thing. And as I said on the uh, little intro thing there is also a runner-up prize this year so not only are you in with the chance of winning the big 750 quid prize there is a secondary prize which is worth 125 quid as well which is a mystery box which is has got some of the stuff that is in the main prize uh, some of the big things that are in the main prize as well but it has got other 
other bits in as well. So it's a slightly different sort of set of price stuff, but we've kept that as a mystery box. So yes, there's that as well. So there's lots of things to be given away this year. Uh, and all you have to do to enter is go to geektown.co.uk forward slash awards. Uh, you do have to be based in the UK or Northern Ireland though to enter. So sorry, American guys, that I know there are a few of you that are missing and other people around the country, but uh, around the world. Uh, but uh, yes, the, the uh, really can only do the prize in the UK. So with all that stuff out the way, let's go through the categories and the things that we voted for. The the categories that we have, uh, what, the way it basically works is we have a, a long list because obviously we can't give you every single TV show that's ever been on TV over the past 12 months. We can't put that up and let you vote on absolutely everything because that would get ridiculous. So we have a long list which I make up it then goes out to a group of fellow-minded geeks, I guess, and basically the co-hosts and a couple of other people. So they go through and vote on the shows that they like the most. That then narrows it down to a shortlist, and the shortlist is what goes up for, for the public to then vote on. So what I'm going through here is we'll reveal what we thought or we think should win the categories but ultimately the decision is going to be up to you the voting public as to who actually wins the awards so the first category we have is best new non-science fiction drama now i know bex only voted for one for this because you don't watch anything but science fiction do you <laughs> i do watch things that aren't science fiction sometimes maybe <laughs> but even if this list consisted of loads of things i watched i still would have voted this the top <laughs> yes so um the top three are quite interesting uh well the sort of joint third place third place was uh atypical and uh sneaky pete atypical was your choice actually to put on the list wasn't it ross yeah um oh also uh in the actor in the best actor category i asked for um mm. the the lead guy from atypical there yeah i just really loved it i think it's in in a in a, a year where we've had some really good television it really stood out to me and that's why when i looked at the list i thought that's got to be because it sticks out to me more than perhaps the rest did yeah, I I really enjoyed that series. I thought it was it was really good. Uh, I didn't actually end up voting for it, but I I did still really enjoy that series. It's one of them, one of the ones that I would. Sneaky Pete was uh, one of the things I voted for, and uh, uh, that's a fantastic series from Amazon. Really, really good. Those were the. Uh, oh, hang on, hang on, I've got things for this. Those were number three. Uh, <laughs> So you're going to hear that like eight times now, is that? No, no, no. I'm not going to use them all the time. Uh, the uh, the uh, number two place would. <laughs> I'm not going to use them all the time. They're going to get really annoying. Uh, but the uh, so the second place for us went to Thirteen Reasons Why, mainly due to Matt and Sophie. Who uh, Sophie, some of you may know if you've listened to the Walking Dead podcast, uh, Walking Dead UK podcast. She's on that sometimes, and uh, Matt also voted for that as well and i i, I mean i know whether either, any of you saw that either of you saw 13 reasons no. um it's a netflix show it's a really interesting idea it starts off with one of the lead characters having actually killed herself and it's her narrating what happens after she dies she commits suicide and then leaves these cassette tapes for various people 
to listen to of the 13 reasons why she killed herself. And in most cases, the people she leads the tapes for are are one of the reasons that she decided to kill herself. So it's a sort of teen drama. It was a very, very popular book, uh, it, but it, it's so brilliantly done. And it's really interesting how they've managed to convert that and sort of turn it on to turn it into a TV series. So it's one of the best shows on Netflix this year, and I think well deserves to be in there. The number one, of course, goes to The Handmaid's Tale, which, I mean, I'm sure you both saw this series. Bex, I know you gave it five points. Yes, I absolutely love this series. I always loved the book and I really enjoyed the series. It was incredibly well directed, acted and... Uh, as an adaptation, I really enjoyed the way that they had updated it, modernized certain aspects, reworked bits and fleshed other bits out. As I'm just, yeah, I can't wait for them to do another series of it. I'm really, really looking forward to more. Uh, Ross, you didn't give it top marks, but you were very close to it. So Yeah, uh, likewise. This was this is a difficult one for me to take seriously. Maybe it would have scored higher. But um, actually, the, the, the lead girl who played um, Peggy in Mad Men, um, my my uh, yeah, she wasn't my wife at the time. Can't take seriously because there was one time in Mad Men where she was pregnant, so she had to wear like a, a fat suit, and I just she always bursts out laughing when she sees her. So it's very difficult <laughs> for me to find the time to just watch it on my own, take it seriously. Uh, but yeah, what an amazing series! <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, that's that's a very strange reason for not being able to like watch a show. Yeah, I mean, to be to be fair, it, it wasn't when when any of the characters in Mad Men are pregnant, they look ridiculous. Um, fair enough. <laughs> which, and I think I think you know any serious Mad Menophile like me will tell you that uh, laughable. Uh, so yeah, anytime we see her, or I think it's um. Is it January Jones, who is Mrs. Draper? Ridiculous. They look ridiculous in their sense. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, uh, so Handmaid's Tale, uh, just a phenomenal show. And uh, we've, I know me and Bex have talked a number of times about how, how well they updated it from the book. They sort of modernised everything, which I think worked really well. Uh, really, really solid show. Other things that scored highly in this category, uh, This Is Us scored quite highly. Tin Star as well, uh, which I know Sophie voted for, but I really like that series. Jamestown, I know Mike really liked. Ozark as well, which was, uh, was a terribly underrated series by a lot of people. I, it was one of those nice little gems that's hidden away on Netflix, but if you've not watched Ozark, go and watch it. It's really good. So yeah, those, those are the uh, shows that we voted for in the non-sci-fi category best new non-sci-fi best returning non-sci-fi drama this is kind of interesting because there was a lot of of level pegging with the uh with the sort of second and third place the third place dramas we got equal billing between prison break orange is the new black and designated survivor second place was a a solid draw between suits and mr robot which is kind of couldn't be two more different shows i don't think (laughs) First place went to um, Better Call Saul. Pretty much on the strength of uh, of yours and, and Matt's vote, that actually. Uh, well, yeah, there were so many. I think there's so many good ones that, you know, they the votes were quite spread on that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they were really spread out. There has been a lot of... It just shows you how, how much decent TV there is out there at the moment, given the amount of shows we ended up putting in this list. Bex, you voted highly, most highly for Suits on that. Yeah, you will note that is not a science fiction. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is true. <laughs> you see, and, and it was voted above something that could loosely be called a science fiction because, yeah, my top one was Suits. Uh, second, I had Mr. Robot. And third, I had The Blacklist. 
also not science fiction. Just proving yeah. that occasionally I watch things that aren't in space. And um, I do fact, really want sure to do. Sorry. I, I do. I do. I swear. I do want to watch Orange Is the New Black. I keep meaning to watch that one. Right. Yeah. I've heard so many people speaking really highly of it. I did used to watch Prison Break, but I, I liked it when it was Prison Break rather than Prison Broke, and they were just running around outside. <laughs> um, yes. So yeah, I, the first series of that was brilliant, but the, the, after that, I sort of slightly felt it had just sort of carried on because people liked it and yes. I haven't really, I've watched some episodes of Sherlock but not that many I much prefer Elementary yeah I mean that was interesting because Sherlock was was way down on our list um I can't remember whether it's it's made it onto the shortlist or not but Sherlock just about qualifies because it was in January this year that uh, that Sherlock came out so I mean it, it was historically a case of if Sherlock ever appeared in the list it would usually win but I'm not so sure this time round because it's quite a long time ago and there isn't like another one coming up this year so it's not necessarily forefront of people's minds so that it'll be it'll be interesting to see where that ends up uh and he's also got to battle things like the crown as well and piggy blinders which is on at the moment so mm, i think vikings has still got quite a strong following yeah, as well yeah vikings i've only watched them a small amount of that myself yeah but mr robot i mean uh I, see i mean the pro what usually happens when the vote goes out to the public is you tend to be slightly skewed towards the non-streaming services because not everybody has amazon and not everybody has netflix so that'll be interesting to see how that how that lands when it goes out to the public vote particularly now suits is on netflix whether that would score as high and mr robot's obviously an amazon service better call soul is a netflix show orange is the new black is a netflix show so you might find some of the bbc things are higher up the list than they were with with our votes i i think i voted the crown actually top out of that which i thought was an absolutely superb series and i'm really looking forward to the second season of that but mr robot is great as well that that's been a really solid series and i sort of wonder where they were going to go with it after they kind of gave the big reveal away at the end of season one but they've managed to hold it together quite well so uh, so it's been really good but better call soul i think is a good choice from us i think that's been a really solid show that was your number one choice wasn't it ross so yeah i was i mean when we get down to this part of the list and further on i i seem i i think i i remember all these shows starting but i don't i, I haven't watched many of them and i thought well i can't have been doing i don't remember doing anything else so uh, I don't know. I don't know what I've been doing for the past year. But yeah, um, Better Call Saul is one of those ones. I think it's it's good when a Netflix show does come out weekly. Sometimes because you get that. I was into Better Call Saul for I, I guess it's like uh, seven weeks, maybe twelve weeks or something. However long the series is. Yeah. Whereas things like perhaps things like um, you know last week we were talking about Big Mouth. I think was that right, Dave? Uh, um, yeah. And, Things that come out all at once, or like the Defenders, I'm over in a weekend. Whereas Better Call Saul might have stayed with me because it's that you know I'm watching yeah. one a week and it's you know it's a bit more um, you know tense. Yeah, yeah. There's been a lot of talk of things like that, and maybe it's actually going to start affecting these streaming services. Bottom line is that without that need to keep coming back and with that whole binge watching things, the conversation and the social media interaction and things is so different. Whereas something like Game of Thrones, every time an episode goes up, people are talking about it for an entire week, and yeah. then after the series is done they're talking about it waiting for the next one and spreading it out does seem to help keep that momentum going keep interest going and um yeah maybe things like netflix will start moving to 
releasing them all week by week in future because it just I think it just gives them a much better return on their shows yeah you know I think I think that'd really benefit like your comic book series like Daredevil and things like that just because of that you know the, the, the people think that some people think they run too long anyway but if they're spaced out a bit more and you can get more done even if you you, you know you could make them longer and put filler ones in because I'd really like to see for example Matt Mur- Murdoch just do a one-off about lawyering and he's a lawyer <laughs> for one and we don't see much Daredevil, but there's a little bit. Um, and I think, you know, comics have that in it, like inherently where you have those one shots that aren't part of a bigger story. And, and they're some of the best comics sometimes. So, yeah, I think that'd be interesting if they do change it. That'd be interesting. Yeah. And that's why you need to watch Suits. We've t- <laughs> we have talked about this before. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know, I think it's going to happen, Dave. I think it's very soon coming that I'm going to watch Suits. Well, yeah. I watch Suits and, you know, it's got no spaceships in, uh, but it, it's amazing. Um, suits. Every time there's an end of a, a series of suits, I go, "Well, there's definitely no more story in that. There's, there's definitely no way. They, everything's sorted. There's no way they can possibly. Oh, they've made another series and it's good. How have they done that?" Um, and it was a bit similar with things like White Collar. It was just kind of like, "How is there more story? No, there, there is more story, and it's just as good. It's, some things are just so well written. Yeah, it just draws you in, um, and just it's the chemistry between the characters." as well um, yeah. which is one of the things people say about orange is the new black and stuff it's about the the characters and things so it's one of the reasons i want to watch that one but it just yeah it kinds for some of these shows it's going to be interesting with suits next year given that the reports are saying i mean obviously Meghan markle is leaving but the reports are also saying that patrick j adams is going to leave as well and given the entire premise of the series was originally based around patrick j adams's character that's going to be interesting to see where they're going to go with suits for the you know for, for the next season if they both leave at the end of the season. I mean, we know for a fact that Meghan Markle is definitely leaving because she's getting married to Prince Harry. But if Patrick leaves as well, that that's going to be very interesting to see how that. You plays just out. like proving me wrong, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> so, I've just said how they could do no wrong. Okay, if they lose yeah. all their main cast, that that might be an issue. But you you never know. You never know. Well, I mean, I I think the losing Meghan Markle is not is not a, a, as massive a blow as maybe losing Patrick J. Adams is. Um, you know, I mean, I, she's a great actress and I really like her, but I think the show could live on without her. Whereas I, I, I don't know what they're going to do without, without Mike as a character in there. So, um, I, yeah, that's going to be interesting next season to see where, where they go with that. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I think it can survive, actually. I think they've the last season or so, they've started broadening it out a bit more and, and giving larger storylines to some of the other characters. And I think, they're, I think that's in preparation for Mike leaving. So that's if he does. He hasn't confirmed that yet, but that's what they're saying. So, so uh, I'd watch a whole series about the adventures of Louis and his cat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, Louis and the cat. Louis and the cat would be awesome. Uh, yes, because so, they managed to make the less likable characters just as likable as the more likable characters. So yes. maybe there's some wildly different tangent they can go down, and it would still work. Yes, we did. We did an interview with uh, with the guy that plays Louis. Quite a while back now, but uh, but he was brilliant, and I do really like his character. He's probably had the largest character arc in in suits so far. So um, so yes, I I think that's I, I'm particularly with all the stuff that's going on with uh, the wedding right now. I do wonder how highly that's going to score when it goes out to the public. So so that will be one to keep an eye on. It's going to be interesting. So moving on to the next category, we have best limited series. Now you chose not to vote in this at all, Vex, presumably because well, you've not seen any of them. 
Yeah, I thought it was um, only fair since I had either not seen or not heard <laughs> every item in the category to um, to not vote on this one. I'm afraid I am the chocolate teapot of voting on this category. <laughs> I, and Ross only voted on one thing. So yeah, so. I've only seen. Uh, yeah, I only saw Fargo, and I, I really liked it. Really liked it. Yeah. So um, because of that, I mean, Far- Fargo's the one that uh, came out top, but uh, Gunpowder was was fairly close second. Mike voted that his highest show. And uh, I've actually not watched the whole of, of Gunpowder. I've only seen the first couple of episodes. I've got to go back and finish it. But that was really solid as well. You and Matt voted Fargo, the highest, Ross. I really like Strike, which uh, Sophie voted that her highest as well, her number one, which got the third place for us. I thought Strike was a phenomenally good series. There's there's a third one of those to come as well. I mean, it's there's there's nothing mystical or, or you know, anything, considering it's from uh, J.K. Rowling. There's no kind of wizards or anything like that in it. It's a, it's just a really solid detective series set in London. Uh, so that I really enjoyed. SSGB I know Mike really liked as well, and Genius was was the other one. Uh, but I mean, there's there's been a number of of those kind of short limited series dramas this year but uh but fargo was the thing that came out top uh that was the one thing you definitely voted for wasn't it rosa yeah um i think the actions in each series of fargo i think i don't know if it gets better but it, they're so different that you know that it, it maintains that interesting yeah. and i think that's the the benefit you have when you don't particularly follow one series of characters because there's yeah. different people in every one and there's there's normally a link that ties them together. Like I think the second one was set before the first one and then the third one set slightly after that. And, you know, but yeah, Ewan McGregor was fantastic. Yeah. Really good series. Yes. Ewan McGregor playing two lead roles in that this yeah, year. Yeah, so, which is wonderful. Yeah. And it, it is, it's nice. It's the anthology thing of it changing every time. So he, uh, do you know who was excellent actually in that? Um, I, you might remember his name, Dave. Do you know he pre- he played um, Professor Lupin in Harry Potter? Um, oh, yes. Um, he, he was really good in that series. Uh, David Thewlis. David, that's right. And then even to the point where my wife's a huge Harry Potter fan and I was going you won't like this series, but look how good he is in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very true. <laughs> so, uh, so yes, I mean, I, he, he was brilliant in that and uh, it's a, it's a fantastic series. And like you say, very different each time, which is, is what sort of makes it work so well, I think. Following on from that, we've got best new comedy series. Again, not a category that Vex voted did because she's not, she doesn't like funny things. <laughs> so, <laughs> this, this might make it look like I don't like funny things. Actually, I do like many funny things. That's I why I have mirrors in my house. Um, <laughs> but no, I've not seen, I've not seen any of these. And in fact, looking down this list made me sort of think like, I've missed so much telly. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry about that. I, I have heard of some of them. I promise. Yeah. I d- <laughs> So the top three that landed for us were The Good Place, which we've obviously talked about quite a lot on this show. And uh, you started watching last week, didn't you? A little few weeks ago. Yeah, we finished it now. It's uh, really good. For yeah. End of the first series is, is brilliant. And then the, the second series, because uh, I won't I won't spoil it, but yeah. it feels like you, you sort of don't know how they can carry it on because it, yeah. it, it's sort of... But then they turn that situation into something that can perpetuate and can be different storylines out of it. And it's really good. Yeah. I mean, for me, that has been, that was my highest rated comedy. Uh, I know Mike really liked that as well. Bex, if you're going to watch one new comedy this year, I would say The Good Place it's is, big is, is, well, yes, there's Big Mouth as well, but The Good Place is, is definitely <laughs> one to go after. Big Mouth 
also uh, very, very good. I'd seen one or two episodes of this. I've not watched the rest of it. But uh, yes, you voted that your top one, didn't you, Ross? Yeah, um, I think uh, this came at a good time because we've had uh, Bojack Horseman, which is Will Arnett, and F is for Family, which is Bill Burr. And they're some of these, you know, slightly darker comedy cartoons. And I think uh, Big Mouth came at a really good time because it's got that in, but it's a slightly different angle because it's about kids and growing up and being teenagers and the things you go through from a um what's the word dave (laughs) give me the word there (laughs) adolescent adolescent yeah so if you're if you've got teenagers they don't need to watch this but if you're an adult (laughs) and you were a teenager then you can watch it (laughs) absolutely yes um it's very very funny really good sort of animated series again on netflix worth watching on netflix but the number one thing also a netflix show that we uh that that just landed the number one spot for us was uh Limony snicket's series of unfortunate events which is possibly the one of the most bonkers series i've ever seen it's wonderfully strange uh neil patrick harris in his full kind of ridiculous form i just i i really enjoyed that show and and the fact that you have uh, Patrick Warburton as playing Lemony Snicket in it and narrating it as this sort of very morose character. I, I just, I really enjoyed that. Uh, you voted this, uh, you you voted for this as well, didn't you, Ross? Yeah, um, and I think you're right about Patrick Warburton. He's actually one of my uh, one of my favourite actors. And I think, uh, yeah, he does lend that sort of deadpan, morose, like you say, air to it. Um, and then you've got that opposed by Neil Patrick Harris being quite silly and it's great. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Yeah, if I'd remembered that Neil Patrick Harris was going to be in that, <laughs> I would have been watching that because I absolutely love Neil Patrick Harris. He's absolutely brilliant in um, uh, Doctor Horrible's yes, yes. blog. He was amazing in that. And uh, he doesn't did another YouTube series that was called Neil's Puppet Dreams, where he dreams in Muppet. And <laughs> I, I absolutely do. I'm going to have to go and watch that one now. I, I will have, yes, I, I'll have to go and look up his uh, the Puppet Dreams one. That looks, looks brilliant. But uh, yeah, yeah, they're Netflix series. You are forgiven for not seeing some of these because you didn't have Netflix until quite recently, did you say? <laughs> and there's no spaceships, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, also scored reasonably high in that ca- in that category, Back and uh, Bounty Hunters. And I put a vote in for Time Wasters as well, which is an ITV2 show, which I really enjoyed. It's it's wonderfully fun and very stupid. So uh, that that's worth going to watch. So I've no idea how the public's going to vote on that. I possibly Lemony Stick it is going to be come out top i would think you know, there's a good possibility but the good place may also do fairly well again it may skew towards some of the tv shows because they're netflix series so we'll have to see with that moving on best returning comedy series now i know he's, I, I i could have predicted what vex was going to vote for on this <laughs> as number one but uh, the top three that came out of this for us I, I was disappointed that life in pieces wasn't higher we need to get more of the uh, geek town people watching life in pieces because that i think is a brilliant series i was surprised rick and morty wasn't high given the amount of kind of online traction that show gets but top three for for us uh, brooklyn 99 big bang theory which traditionally is the thing that usually kind of wins this category. But for us, the top show, and I think well-deserved this year because it has been brilliant, Red Dwarf, which Bex, of course, voted for as her number one thing. Uh, yes, of course. It's it's incredibly good series of uh, Red Dwarf this year. And uh, episodes like Mechocracy and M Corp especially were just utterly genius. I was so impressed because the, the last series... 
um, series 11. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, but this series just is back to being as utterly memorable and things as much, much, much earlier series is. And yeah, it just seemed that there was so much intelligent thought in amongst the wacky craziness this time. Yeah, I, I think they, uh, I mean, there were some episodes this season which could have been episodes of Black Mirror. Uh, you know, the, the basic plot lines of them could have been episodes of Black Mirror. So I... I yeah. That's exactly what I'd said on a podcast I was hosting about them week by week. Was oh, that, really? You know, things like MCORP were basically Black Mirror, but somehow terrifying and amazingly funny at the same time. And that's very, very difficult to do. So I utterly applaud them for that. Yeah. Uh, you'll notice that my second choice on this one yes. is the Goldbergs, which no oh, one else good choice. voted for. <laughs> yeah. I, if I'd have had I all really the votes, like Goldbergs would have been on there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, that's a brilliant nostalgia show, which I find very, very lovable. It reminds me of kind of Malcolm in the middle and things yeah. like that yeah. Um, yeah which I which I really like strangely I've not seen Rick and Morty to be fair I hadn't seen it until quite recently and then somebody suggested I watch it but I, I really really liked Rick and Morty I thought that was a fabulous fabulous show you voted Life in Pieces your number one Ross yeah um I, I think I said to you last week, Dave, that I think if if I, I hence previous to this year, I thought Modern Family was the best sitcom out there. But if anything's caught my attention, even slightly more than Modern Family, it was um, Life in Pieces this year. Yeah. Just for being clever and funny. And, and I think it's heartwarming and, and, and very real in a way that Modern Family somehow is not isn't but is less of yeah that's great if i'd have had all the votes brooklyn 99 would have been there goldbergs are in there silicon valley would have been grace and frankie which i think i did vote for actually there you go yeah um but yeah life in pieces it's the best go watch it <laughs> yeah i, I mean think possibly because it's on amazon and it's not particularly like they don't bill it as their mr robot do you no, know what I mean? No. Um, it, it possibly gets lost and people don't see it. But uh, now that it's on Comedy Central, I think perhaps uh, perhaps it'll be a bit more out there. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, I really, I really like Life in Pieces. I uh, picked it up last year, I think, when uh, it came onto Amazon. But I, I really enjoy that show. I think it's, it's superb. Brooklyn Nine Nine, I'm sure, is very funny, but I haven't watched in a very long time. I do still like Big Bang Theory uh, out of out of the top three that got into our list. See, I've never watched Modern Family. <laughs> you got to get on it, Dave. Yeah, there's just too much of it now. I may be <laughs> at some point. Yeah, Silicon Valley, I, I do adore as well. And uh, see, no vote from you for Ballers. No, a, a shock. <laughs> shock no vote for me. Uh, no, um, this, this season wasn't, uh, compared to the other stuff on this list, this season wasn't as good. As, it was good. It was good. Definitely give it a watch. You see Dwayne Johnson just suiting it about. He's in a suit and he's making some decisions and, and it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So uh, next category we have is, uh, I guess, one of the big ones for us. It's uh, best new sci-fi fantasy series of the year. There were a lot of good shows this year, and uh, there was a couple I, I was out on, the, on my own voting for, but uh, the top three that we voted for we got american gods in third place philip k dick's electric dreams in second place and 
Star Trek Discovery got the top spot by a fairly long margin. Ross, you didn't vote for any of these. No, I haven't seen any of these. I watched. I think I watched one episode of Electric Dreams, and it was the one with uh, is it Rafe Spall, and it was really good. Uh, but I feel like I didn't, you know, I didn't watch enough to to comment. Right. Uh, but yeah. Um, I was gonna. I was. I'm on the edge of watching um, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency, but didn't get around to it. Again with American Gods, same thing. I just. I saw it and thought, oh, I'll give that a go. Just didn't end up uh, on it. But if you were to recommend one, Dave, where are we going here? Well, I Star mean, Trek. Star, Star Trek, definitely. I think Star Trek is definitely worthwhile. Electric Dreams is a great series, but I, Star Trek, I think, is a regular thing I, I would go for. I'd also recommend Travelers, which was one of the ones I voted for, which nobody mm. else did. Uh, Travelers, <laughs> which is a Netflix series, uh, which I thought was absolutely superb, and he's about to come back for a second season. So uh, I thought that was really good. Uh, and Timeless I think is a great fun show as well that's coming back for another series as well but yeah I mean out of the uh, out of the top three Bex you picked Electric Dreams as your top one yes I did I absolutely love anthology series and Philip K. Philip K. Dick's Electric just teams of genius people married up with like awesome actors um, creating beautiful little microcosms of stories so I completely loved it I do really really like Star Trek as well as a Star Trek fan it's a slightly strange ones because it's star trek but not but once you kind of get over that slight hurdle it's a very very good sci-fi series um in its in its own right it's a separate entity and um obviously american gods is uh, a bit more particular taste a bit less accessible but again very 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 good and from this i'm taking that ross doesn't like things in space <laughs> <laughs> quite the opposite of, uh, of you there babe. well <laughs> the numbers on the screen apparently say yeah. i don't like funny yeah. things and you don't like it things in space so you know. like it <laughs> <laughs> i just thought about that and i've just looked in the uh i've just looked at sneakily looked ahead and the best running uh sci-fi and fantasy the, the returning one yeah. uh, the only one i voted for is game of thrones and there's no spaceships in that either so maybe <laughs> yeah, this is I true see myself proven right <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> terrible terrible yeah. terrible thankfully other people devoted these categories so you know uh, but uh, yeah I mean I think Star Trek Discovery which uh, Matt Sophie and Mike all voted as their top show uh, I, I think they're doing a really good job with this I know Mike particularly is a huge fan of it I really liked Electric Dreams as well I have to say though I mean my second place choice was Timeless which nobody else voted for but I really enjoyed that series I mean it's, it's not out and out full on sci-fi well it is full on sci-fi but it's a sci-fi kind of comedy and it's a really fun show and i i really enjoyed american gods as well um as a amazon series i thought it was it was really well put together it just meandered a bit too much for my liking uh in places you know i, I they, they kind of built and built and built and then didn't really kind of get a payoff at the end of that first season so uh, it sort of felt like a mid-season finale i wanted a bit more from it but uh but it was a really good well put together show anyway and you know i did really enjoy it so interesting kind of top three uh, i'm not entirely sure what on earth going to come out on top for that i suspect star trek discovery will go for the public vote but i i don't know 
at this point. It's very difficult to say. Moving on, as uh, Ross pointed out, the next category is best returning sci-fi and fantasy series. There were a lot of things in this, and the voting was was kind of spread around. But the top three, with the top three, I kind of expected they would be Stranger Things at number three, The Expanse at number two, and Game of Thrones obviously at number one by a fairly sizable margin. Bex now not only not unsurprisingly voted Killjoys your number one. Yes, because it's one of my favourite series ever made in every any category ever, <laughs> um, and. I literally watch that every time I watch it. I just cannot wait until the next episode. It's ah, oh, it's so it's one of those things that just seems so underrated. And I know lots of sci-fi fans that haven't even heard of it, but it has such a, a wonderful world that they've built. The characters are incredibly engaging and well thought out, and they all grow and change so well. And it's a series that's incredibly good fun, as well as quite dark, as well as quite serious. And um, yeah, for me, kind of Killjoy's in the expanse. I both of them I, I love pretty much equally, but Killjoys has that slightly more fun angle, which just just sort of made it the top one for me, but nobody else because you know <laughs> that's that's me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I had Killjoys Kill, as top, Expanse as second, um, and then Supernatural because it's just so lovable it sort of still manages to get away with having no plot left over and um yeah. doctor who because it's it's doctor who it's an institution yeah um and what else did i put on there oh i had dark matter on the end yes yeah dark, no, dark matter. i i enjoyed it but it's just not quite got the, the caliber or the cult status for me as some of the others i've not seen stranger things or game of thrones <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I know you admitted that a few weeks ago and I'm still getting over the shock of the fact that you haven't seen Game of Thrones. <laughs> I've seen one falling. episode of Game of Thrones, I believe it was the season three finale. <laughs> Which obviously didn't make a huge amount of sense as an isolated <laughs> watching experience. I was like, ooh, shiny and some people are dead. <laughs> Ross, obviously you voted number one as Game of Thrones. Yeah, I haven't seen the others. What, spaceships on that, mate? No, thank you. Uh, yeah it's got dragons i'll give you that it's got dragons yeah Yeah. which in many ways are like spaceships but completely different um yeah uh game of thrones is great game of thrones is great every year but particularly this season i think uh was it i don't know if his last season or the season before there was a bit of a lull and uh actually i wasn't sure whether i'd carry on um but very glad I did. I think it might have been the season before. Yeah. And uh, really good. I think it benefited from being shorter. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, but it, I mean, it, it did feel quicker, but it didn't bother. Like, I know it bothered some people that it felt like rushed or whatever, but uh, I thought it was fine. I thought it was great. I liked that it moved quickly. And in, in this fast paced world that we live in, Dave, I need something that's going to move a bit quicker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I really enjoyed uh, this season. I thought they did a superb job and it's starting to kind of come together. Uh, but obviously we may not get a, uh, a Game of Thrones next year, although there are yeah. other things coming in that, well, hopefully fill the void like Westworld is coming back. And oh, uh, you've got the, uh, they relaunched a new trailer for Britannia, which is Sky Atlantic's new show, which is coming out in January, which looks like it has sort of some Game of Thrones filler potential to it. So uh, so that could be worthwhile. And then The Expanse, as I say, second place, uh, it's been a superb series. I just wish we got it quicker, because <laughs> yeah, they tend to be very slow with it. And I thought the second season of Stranger Things, I thought was really good as well. And certainly lived up to the first uh when is this goes to the public vote supernatural 
Petrol usually scores fairly well on this, so we'll have to see where that ends up. But it's going to be a battle, I suspect. It could be a battle between Doctor Who and Game of Thrones when it goes to the public, because Doctor Who has the advantage of being a BBC show, uh, but Game of Thrones is Game of Thrones. So, you know, uh, I I expect The Expanse won't score as high because it's a fairly kind of niche Netflix show. Uh, Stranger Things will be an interesting one as well. So there's a lot of, of quite big shows to battle it out this, this time around. So uh, so that will be an interesting category to watch when it goes to the public. New comic book shows this year. We've had a number. I like the fact that we could actually have a comic book category on this <laughs> now. Just the fact that we could do that is great. Uh, and um, somebody voted for every single show in this, which is great. So uh, the entire list was uh, The Punisher, The Defenders, Legion, The Tick, Gifted, Iron Fist, Marvels and Humans. Uh, the top three were uh, Legion, which is, is quite interesting because Ross, in quite a lot of the ways through this, you tend to vote with the older people rather than the younger people. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> which That's is, right, which is fine. It? Yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. I just, just, to say? It's, I just thought it was quite interesting because there was a definitive <laughs> split between sort of three of us are... Three Three of us are, are um, older, let's say, and three of you are most definitely younger. So, <laughs> with, with the uh, with the people that voted, and uh, <laughs> most of the time you voted with us, whereas the younger people have gone for very different shows quite often. Um, so, uh, top three shows: uh, Legion, which we all voted the top show, uh, came third. Defenders came second and Punisher uh, came top not unsurprisingly having Punisher having just come out uh, but uh, Legion Legion's an incredible series it was the cinematography the directing in it the the vision in it was utterly incredible the fact they were happy to just take an episode and say this entire episode's going to be in black and white and inside somebody's head and this episode's going to be underwater and maybe it's not even happening and I mean, it was barely even a a comic book show that the ties to Legion as in the comic book character in the X-Men universe were very, very slim. And sometimes that would annoy me. But in this case, it was just so incredibly good and well put together that, yeah, it was one of the best comic book series I've ever seen, despite being one of the least comic book like series as I've ever seen. Second, I went for the tick because that's just amazing. Yeah. And uh the rest of them, well I don't didn't have Netflix. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that left me with a decidedly unable to give an opinion. But I do plan on catching up on quite a lot of those soon. Yeah, yeah. Tick came fourth for us as well. And uh Ross, you voted Legion top as well. Yeah. Um you know I hate to fanboy about it, but I really think that Fargo DNA, because uh, is it this the screenwriter or somebody from Fargo, the cinematographer maybe? <laughs> Um, um, yeah, someone from Fargo is over there doing good work, uh, and uh, I'm sure it's, it's not a, not a, not a lone wolf on that. Um, but yeah, really great show. Second, I put The Tick. Yeah, Peter Serafino, which is great. It's a really good show, really fun. And uh, the thing I like about that is it sort of it takes those tropey things and sort of makes it makes light of them a little bit, which is yeah. great. Yeah. And then um, The Punisher. I'm only a few into The Punisher, but it's it's already better than The Defenders, which is. Uh, <laughs> Which is enough, I think. Enough. Uh, yeah. The Defenders was was good. I really liked it, but I mean, it's got some. Pro- it's clearly got some problems, which I can. I mean, I can forgive, but yeah. uh, critically, th- th- there's problems with it. Yeah, I mean, I also voted Legion top. I just thought it was brilliant and original and so different to everything else. I, I you know, there was really standout show for me. Uh, having finished the Punisher now, I definitely think it's it's off to a solid start for the second half of the uh, Marvel Netflix 
collaboration. I really, really like that series and uh, definitely better than The Defenders. I mean, The Defenders was good as well, but yes, I I would entirely agree. I think that was the strongest series out of the two. I also rather like The Gifted. The Gifted, which is running on Fox, I thought that was, that was a good series. We put Iron Fist in there, which... Interestingly, a couple of people did put some votes into, and Marvels and Humans were put in there as well. And actually, for all the criticism that Humans got, I actually quite like it, possibly more than I liked Iron Fist. Actually, uh, so I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the uh, I think the top three for this when it goes to the public are going to be quite interesting, particularly as there you're very much looking at Netflix shows uh, there, or I mean Legion. Legion's kind of an oddity because I I don't think it's not it's one of those things that's not necessarily got mass appeal so that'll be interesting to see how that spans out when uh, when it goes to the public in terms of returning comic book shows we have much more traditional comic book things um so top three out of these iZombie came in third Walking Dead came in second The Flash came in top actually it was a joint winners for the for the top top looking at the points uh, so The Flash and Walking Dead tied for third first place so uh, yeah so iZombie actually was second and Lucifer came in third I mean I I really like all those series I'm still not all the way through iZombie you rated that top Bex I absolutely love iZombie it's such a simple format and it does and I know I've said many many times on this show <laughs> oh not another procedural cop show well in iZombie it's fine and <laughs> it, the, the quirk they managed to work so well and it seems like something that would get tired her taking on a, a different personality trait each episode but she's such an amazing actor and the way they work it into the episode and everyone else's reactions to her behaving differently each time it's just so incredibly funny that that works on its own plus the yeah. overarching storylines are pretty epic and and the character development's just so well thought out as well like much more than what i would normally assume you'd get in a, a procedural comedy cop show that yeah it just keeps pleasantly surprisingly by being as good as the series before yeah it's quite interesting looking across the points for this i've just spotted because the the way that we we do it is i give everybody the option of picking up to five shows on a scale of sort of one to five the last fifth place show that matt the man that runs the walking dead uk podcast (laughs) (laughs) the the fifth place show he picked was the walking dead Um, which uh, that's not right at all I, i will have to have words with them about that but um yeah so uh, uh walking dead i picked as my top show because i think it's being really solid that that series really good this year the flash which you know ended up being the top you know the joint top show i mean i do really enjoy although i have to say legends of tomorrow if i was going to pick one out of the Balantiverse shows the arrowverse shows legends of tomorrow is, is my go-to thing i just think it's wonderfully quirky works really really well and and uh, I I like the fact that they're not too serious with it, and they yeah they it, it's always very been very light that show which I really like. Riverdale as well, of course, was in that list which Sophie voted for, but nobody else did. That again is going to be quite interesting. I suspect Walking Dead will probably re- win that by a long shot, <laughs> but but uh, but yeah, Lucifer is of course now running on Fox in the UK, so that may score highly as well. We'll see. Again, you've got the problem that iZombie is a is a Netflix show, uh, so don't know how well that's going to go down. Yeah, so we'll have to see with that. And we had Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on the list. The problem is it's been quite a while since that's been on air. 
So uh, I am. I, I did watch the first 17 minutes. If you go onto YouTube, you can watch the first 17 minutes of the new series because they, they've uploaded it to the Marvel YouTube channel. So if you want a sneak peek of what the new series is, is like, go onto YouTube, onto the Marvel channel and go and have a look at that. It's really quite good. I, I quite enjoyed the, the opening of the uh, new series. Uh, that should be returning in the UK early in the new year on uh, channel four that or e4 sorry it runs now doesn't it so uh so that should be back soon i, I suspect walking dead will wa- will walk that in the uh, uh <laughs> i see what you did there yeah. uh we'll walk <laughs> that when it goes to the public but uh but we'll see we'll see where that goes out british tv show of the year top three uh broadchurch uh, Red Dwarf and Doctor Who. Now, Doctor Who ended up taking top place, which is usually traditionally what happens when this goes to the public as well, particularly as it's got a big Christmas and a regeneration thing coming up this year. So uh, me and me and Bex both voted Red Dwarf. Ross, you didn't vote in this again. Uh, you know what? I feel, I feel bad because I haven't seen I haven't seen any of these programs. I, I did watch a bit of Top Gear, but I mean, I'm not I'm not voting Top uh, Top Gear is not winning over Doctor Who at this point. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah. So no, you don't uh, even need to have seen Doctor Who to know it's not beating. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, and I'm sure if Doctor Who was the sort of thing I was into, I really would have enjoyed this. Well, spaceships in it, mate. I'm not into that. Spaceships and that. <laughs> spaceships got time travel as well. Time, well, time travel and spaceships. That's no good. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So you you picked Doctor Who uh, second. We were Red Dwarf was your top pick, but we've already talked about that. We both picked the same actually. Uh, but yeah, Doctor Who this year was your second pick so uh, yeah uh, mostly because of the existence of missy right yeah i have to say um the doctor who the last few seasons for me have been a little bit up and down with the writing and i kind of would be like well maybe i'm not going to watch it and then i'd kind of catch up on it a bit later and things but missy was so amazing and again i mean there's a lot of acting talent in it it's just been very strange and and up and down in kind of my enjoyment of it but i have to watch it if missy's in it so (laughs) i'm i'm kind of sad that that she probably won't be in it anymore (laughs) (laughs) yes although you can never tell with doctor who you could never tell i mean that's the joy of time traveling (laughs) yeah i mean i don't know now it would be interesting to see her back particularly with a female doctor as well now that would be interesting to see if they bring missy back somehow yeah I was um, hoping Missy would be the companion. <laughs> yes, well, that would have been quite good fun. Yeah, I, I mean, I suspect Doctor Who may win it. I think Red Dwarf won it last year, but I th- I suspect Doctor Who will probably take it this year, although it will have competition from things like Victoria will be in there, Sherlock will be in there. Uncle is also on the list as well, which is, I absolutely adored that series. And obviously we know Lida and Ollie, who write the show, we've been on many, many times. So uh, that went out in January for its final season. So that's on the list as well for you to vote for. You've also got Broadchurch, which has its final season as well. Dr. Foster. So there's, there is quite a lot of competition for British TV show of the year. I don't know what's going to come out top, but I suspect Doctor Who has a fair shot, I would have thought. So we come on to male performance in the TV show. Uh, top three of this was Kill Gilchrist in third place from Atypical. So good choice, Ross. <laughs> yeah, this might be on the strength of my my top vote here. Yeah, yeah, which is interesting because we, we put it in and then thought, actually, I'm going to vote for him and then Matt vote for him as well. So we're... Uh, <laughs> 
So that's in there. Um, Grant Gustin in The Flash in second place and Jason Isaacs in Star Trek Discovery as the top place. Uh, You went for Grant Gustin for your specs. Yeah, I mean, for some of these, I was kind of just picking an order because they were all pretty even to me, to be honest. (laughs) There's so many... So many awesome TV actors at the moment yeah. and so many stellar performances going on that actually giving a an order to them was was really quite difficult because they're all so different. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think everyone in The Flash is pretty awesome. Everyone in Star Trek Discovery is also pretty awesome. So yeah, it was, it was sort of, consider them both sort of 4.5, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, Jason Isaacs, I, I think, is phenomenal as uh, as the captain because it's so different to everything else we've seen it's such a different portrayal of a captain um i really enjoy that series because i like how it stepped away from star trek but still feels like star trek to me so um yeah and and i think jason isaac's character is, is quite an interesting departure from the uh from the usual thing when this goes to the public, we have got some Game of Thrones actors in there. Uh, we'll have uh, Ian McShane for American Gods, Rami Malik for Mr. Robot, Giovanni Ribsy for Sneaky Pete. But because we've got Games of Thrones people in there, I rather suspect Kit Harrington will probably win that. Um, it would be nice to see Jason Isaacs win, I, I think. But um, I, I don't know. There's uh, usually when Kit Harrington is a list, he tends is in one of these lists. He tends to win it. So so we'll see. Moving on to female performance in a TV show, we have uh, again. It's another one of these things where everybody pit- voted at least once in for for each person. Top three were Lena Healy for Game of Thrones, Sunit. Martin Green for Star Trek Discovery and uh, number one place went to Amelia Clark for Game of Thrones. Uh, you voted for Sonequa Martin Green, Bex? Yep. Uh, I mean, everyone in Star Trek Discovery deserves to be on this list. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's uh, it's a brilliant performance. Unfortunately, I've not seen any other games on this list, any <laughs> of the other shows on this list. So um, that that uh, made it impossible for me to give any other places. But yeah, yeah. she can have all of the points for me. Yes. You went for Lee. Healy over Amelia Clark. Well, uh, yeah, likewise. The, the Game of Thrones is the only uh, the only one I've one I've seen. Uh, but yeah, this is a, a standout performance for me. I mean, Game of Th- the thing about Game of Thrones is it's it's always great. You know, every I, I, like you say with your, your Kit Harringtons and your uh, and your um, oh, what's his name Peter Dinklage's. Yes, it's nice to see actually because I'm not sure b- b- other than um, you know you get your Amelia Clark or your Lena Headey. Um, it'd be nice to see some of the other women in Game of Thrones they're all they're all great in fact i feel exactly the same way that more or less every actor in game of thrones should be on this list but um, <laughs> the list could possibly yes. uh accommodate yes. that um, yeah. but yeah i just thought um you know she's great she's great I, i'm not sure if we got less amelia clark this season but it felt like it felt like i haven't spent as much time with her and um you know lena Headey's characters made some difficult decisions this year and uh i think she's going to you know uh, it's almost as if the character's running to the edge of a cliff and she's definitely got Something yeah. coming up is going to decide something big for her character, yeah. and just she's sprinting, and it's really good. Yeah. Metaphorically, of course, yes. actually. <laughs> no, I, I know what you mean. Definitely. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I voted in, in more of these because uh, obviously I've seen more of these shows. But uh, my top hit with uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus for, for Veep because I just think she's phenomenal in that role. It's really one of the best comedic performances you will ever see. I think 
she's absolutely superb as uh, as Selena in that part. Uh, so, but I thought Sonequa Martin Green was great in Discovery as well. Uh, and uh, yeah, like you say, the Game of Thrones people are always brilliant. So uh, that again is going to be quite interesting to see who comes out on top for that because we've got uh, Winona Ryder in there from Stranger Things. We've got Claire Danes in there for Homeland. Claire Foy for The Crown. So yes, be interesting to see who comes out top when that goes to the public. Game of the Year, as rightly so, the number one place of this goes to Mass Effect Andromeda got the number one spot. Um, I know that wasn't what either of you two vote, but voted for. Spaceships but you, and that and a day. But, but you're wrong. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Diplomatic, uh, like it. <laughs> so, uh, yes, me and Mike were in solid agreement for this. Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda was definitely the over the year for me. I thought it was brilliant. I am utterly appalled at EA for various reasons, but particularly for the fact that they didn't release any DLC for it, which I think was horrendous mistake. So second place went to uh, South Park, The Fractured But Whole. And uh, third place went to Legends of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which uh, I haven't actually played. But uh, joint, lo- joint third place, I think you'll find out. Oh, yes. Joint joint third place with Horizon Hero Dawn. You're right. Well, wasn't going to let that sit there. <laughs> no, no. Joint third place with Horizon Hero Dawn because you voted Horizon Hero Dawn, uh, Zero Dawn as the, uh, as the your number one pick. Yeah, I think, I think the, the Witcher 3 marked possibly the end of a chapter in which RPG games, like big open world RPG games, have been getting better and better and better. And we, I think we might have peaked. So I think it'll be a, a while before we see one that's quite as groundbreaking as The Witcher 3 was. Um, but this is a really good game. And I think, I think the thing about Zelda is, while it's great, I think some people like that it's, you know, you just go out and do whatever. I'm sure Bex will tell you that it's, it's really good for that, that you can just go anywhere and do anything. But I quite like having a bit more direction and having a bit more, I mean, that, that makes me sound like a child, but uh, I like to be led. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, because you you went to you went for Zelda in your number one spot, Bex. Yeah, it's it's Zelda, and they really are capturing a lot of the things that people of of have you've said various times already. People of our age, the old people. <laughs> uh, this one really felt like it captured a lot of the things that I liked about Zelda when I was young but in, you know, obviously a much more modern format. So that, yeah, it's, it's Zelda, man. It's Zelda. Um, <laughs> my, my second pick was uh, Cuphead, which I don't think anyone else voted for. Cuphead's no. a great name. No. Which is absolutely amazing and groundbreaking in its use of retro, um, which, is a, which is an interesting place for it to, an interesting space to inhabit. Um, but I, I think my, my favourite, most favourite game that I played this year isn't on the list. Which um, is the Stanley Parable. Oh yes, yeah. Which is an incredible game. If people haven't seen it, I recommend they they look it up. Maybe it came out slightly too early. Yeah, possibly. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there are so it always is always difficult kind of putting things on the on the list because there are so many games that come out. There is one game actually which uh, which Matt voted as his top game, which was Crash Bandicoot, and I've actually taken it off the shortlist. Because having read up about it, because I didn't play this version, having read up about it, it isn't anything new. It's just no, a re- it it's just a remaster of the old games, and I think that disqualifies it. It's still um, terrific, though. To, to yeah, be no, fair. I'm, I'm sure it is, but it is not a new game. It's a remastered version of an old game, and I don't. Th- I my my feeling is 
Well, my executive decision on it was that disqualifies <laughs> it. So I have actually taken that out. But yeah, I mean, there's so many other things to pick from as well. I mean, you've got Uncharted, Destiny 2, Cuphead is still on the list. Assassin's Creed Origin is still there. Horizon Zero Dawn, Zelda, Andromeda. Um, I, I don't know exactly what's going to win this when it goes to the public i know origin uh, assassin's creed obviously is out at the moment uh, zelda is out at the moment south park came relatively recently so you know that's got a good chance you've got warhammer 40,000, dawn of war 3 as well so it's very difficult to say what may what way win out of that but uh that's going to be an interesting one to watch movie of the year that isn't star wars because there's no point in putting Star Wars... We, we take the Star Wars films out of this, partly because it generally runs from November to November. So the Star Wars that you'd be putting in would actually be Rogue One, which would seem a bit weird anyway. But we can't put, obviously, the next episode in because this awards are, are being launched before the next episode comes out. And if we put Star Wars in there, it will win anyway. So, so rather than do that, we've got movie of the year that isn't Star Wars, the Top three, Thor Ragnarok in third place, Wonder Woman in second place, Spider-Man Homecoming in first place. Do we generally agree with this order? Yeah, well, we're all pretty similar, really, with this one. I don't, I don't think anyone's particularly voted differently to to anybody else. I mean, no. it's, it's sort of between the top four, we all kind of know. Yeah, I mean, I hadn't watched Blade Runner still, so... That's probably squiffed my votes quite significantly, actually, thinking about it. Yeah, I mean, nobody in this list actually voted for Blade Runner, but it's difficult because I, I, I think that needs to be in there. Um, I think that made it onto the shortlist anyway, because I think it should really be in there. And I think it's probably because people hadn't got to seeing it. Uh, oh, yeah, should, yes, the um, Logan was actually in four in... Logan technically is in third place, actually, because uh, Thor and Wonder Woman have got the same totals, I've just noticed. So, yes, Logan in third place, Thor and Wonder Woman in second place, and then Homecoming in first place. And then nobody voted for it because it's scary, and why would anyone want to watch that? <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, and uh, Justice League did get a few votes, mainly from the children. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's all colours, Dave. It's all colourful yeah, things. Yeah. Isn't it? Mind you, Sophie then voted for Dunkirk, so... <laughs> wow. So uh, that, that was her top pick, uh, which I still haven't seen, I'm ashamed to say, and I do really want to see that film. Guardians of the Galaxy is in there as well, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, which I thought was great, but I have to say Ragnarok I thought was just excellent. I really enjoyed that movie. I loved Homecoming as well. I thought Homecoming was really good, and I enjoyed Wonder Woman. Uh, I know people go crazy about it, but I, I, I still think Marvel are, are beating DC on the films. Um, yeah. Well, they have Tom Hiddleston, and I think that's yeah. because with me, Spider-Man: Homecoming is a is a brilliant film. I love the the character interactions. I also love the fact they kept doing bait and switch and teasing us with who characters were going to be and having you know blondes with black Alice bands wandering around and then not being Gwen Stacy and things. Yeah. But. Thor has Tom Hiddleston in it, <laughs> so I think that might have influenced slightly. Otherwise, I would have I would have tied those. I think no, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Very hard to say what might come out top with that. I suspect it may be Thor or it may be Spider Man Homecoming. I suspect one of those those two will probably come out on top but uh who knows we'll see what happens when that goes to the public so uh last three categories are the most anticipated categories you've got most anticipated new tv series so top three dc's krypton 
which is the Superman prequel. Marvel's Runaways, which has uh, now got a trailer out, actually. So there's there's a bit more interest in that. The one we pretty much across the board, apart from Bex, because she likes to be different, uh, voted <laughs> for. <laughs> it was, it was uh, Titans, the new Titans series, based on the... It's a live-action version of, of Teen Titans, so based on the Teen Titans comic book and cartoon. Bex, I mean, I know why, because uh, Bex voted for the Umbrella Academy. Well, yes, it's a pretty groundbreaking, different, interesting comic book that's um, I think could be an incredibly interesting and quite hard to make TV series, so that one's got the, the most anticipation for me. I did also vote for, for Titans. You did, um, yes. I, 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 I did and um, Krypton was my, my second one because the little bits of footage I've shown of that so far look utterly incredible. To be fair, we haven't seen any of Titan Jet, so we could see the trailers and go, ugh. I mean, they we have seen bits of Krypton, we have seen bits of Runaways. We know some casting for Umbrella Academy because they've cast Ellen Page as one of the characters. I don't know whether I should reveal which one, but uh, yes. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, there, there is some casting and stuff out there, but these are all supposed to be landing next year. There are some other shows that I'm interested in as well but they are apparently coming in 2019 not uh, not 2018 so that's kind of annoying but uh, but yeah titans is supposed to be coming next year and uh, they've definitely got the cast in place already so i think that's going to be an interesting one to watch out for uh titans was what you voted for us yeah give me uh, give me that robin guy give me all that yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, th- I, th- I think it's always difficult, especially when you're in DC's position, that your your movies aren't doing so well, but your your TV shows seem to be doing okay. Um, and I think it would be good to get that to a sort of Marvel level, where the movies are doing great and the TV shows are doing pretty good too. Um, and I think Titans is an interesting because the, the I don't know if you watch the the cartoon. Um, or read the comics but it, it, it's a bit more you know it depends what way they go with it because if they make it quite friendly and quite um, I guess I always I always this is weird but I always refer to you know X-Men comics about how they're all at school and it's quite relatable because you yeah. know they're at school and they're dealing with teenage stuff if it's like that then uh, I think it'll be a winner and I think you know it'll be good next year and also you know Robin and stuff so yeah yeah it's it's the first time we've had a live action member of the Bat family on really for a little close member of the Bat family on TV pretty much since Batman 66 so <laughs> so uh, yeah I'm kind of looking forward to that I think the it should be really good I mean I'm a huge Batman fan anyway and uh, I do really love the Teen Titans so yes that I'm seriously looking forward to and it's a Belanti show don't know whether it's going to be a crossover with any of the Flash or the Arrow or Arrow or any of that sort of stuff yet because it's going it's uh, going to be on a different network in the US, but it is a Belanti show. So that gives you some idea of what's sort of coming. Most anticipated game of next year. Top three, we have Last of Us 2, which on any other year, I think, would probably take the top spot. Uh, second place, we have Spider-Man PS4, which does look very promising. There are bits and pieces around for that. The number one spot, though, goes, I think, quite understandably, to Red Dead Redemption 2. I mean, that unquestionably, I think, is probably is, is going to be the thing that wins. I mean, maybe Last of Us 2 will pip it when it goes to the public, but I, I suspect Red Dead Redemption will go to the top. 
given that when Rockstar basically posted a red square to their Twitter account, the internet <laughs> went nuts. Um, so and literally that's all they did. So yeah, there is a lot of anticipation for that game. And that was what you voted top as well. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I think, you know, I talked about that, that progression of RPGs and I think this was a really key one of games that it was like, it was like GTA, but with horses, but it was so well done. <laughs> And there's that, that thing of having, you know, side quests don't have to be rubbish. They can be good and they can be clever and they can be interesting um, was a big, you know, I think it was an important step. And I've, interesting to note, Dave, that two of our top three are uh, PS4 exclusive. Yes, yes, they are. That is intriguing. Yes. Yeah, that may not last without out, possibly, because, <laughs> yeah. That's that's interesting. So yes, uh, Far Cry Five was up there quite high. Psychonauts for me is Psychonauts Two because I adored that first game. Is one that I'm definitely looking forward to. Sea of Thieves, I know, is could be quite popular as well. Which is the, that game where you are on a pirate ship and each person takes like a bit of the ship to control. I believe so that looks quite good fun. So um, yes, though, but the the top three were Last of Us Two, Spider Man PS4, and Red Dead Redemption, and I I think. Red Dead Redemption 2 is probably going to be the thing that wins when it goes to the public. So we're up to the last category, which is the most anticipated movie. And um, I have to say that everybody except Bex is wrong about this. So (laughs) (laughs) the top three were Avengers Infinity War, which I understand, obviously, there's supposed to be a trailer dropping for that, which by the time this goes out probably will have dropped because it was supposed to be tomorrow. So there's Avengers Infinity War. Incredibles 2 scored just above that, uh, which I thought was interesting. I'm quite surprised Black Panther is at the top. And I mean, I like the trailer for it, but um, yeah, out of all the movies, I, I wouldn't have put that up there i didn't even vote for it it looks good and fun but it looks like another marvel film to me you know it it didn't grab me at all i'm much more looking forward to something like ant-man and wasp from marvel or the avengers from marvel there and black panther so i think that one funnily enough dave comes out in the trailer because um, marvel have a, a problem where they in like say you're Doctor Strange and and typically Ant Man and, and Iron Man, um, they get a bad guy who is a bad version of the good guy, which you literally have in Black Panther. There's like a good Black Panther and what appears to be a bad Black Panther. Mm. So um, I think it's more likely than anything else to be just another Marvel movie. Whereas let's say Homecoming, for example, was an interesting villain who had a yeah. you know a different motivation. Um, yeah. I think it might be visually though. I'm sure it'll be very stunning. But um, I don't know if story-wise, maybe it's got some twists and maybe that's not the bad guy or, you know, maybe there's something deeper to it. But uh, that's why it's on my number two spot. I'm just not sure that it's going to be interesting enough. Yeah. I'm, I'm just just looking at the scores. This this is the the one that really separated the old from the young, actually, because the higher rated ones like you, Matt, and Sophie voted Incredibles two as uh, your Sue. So you voted it as your top one. Matt, Matt and Sophie voted it as your second from top. So uh, so yes, I mean I am looking forward to Incredibles two because I did. I thought it was one of the best Pixar movies. Uh, it's but, possible it's because we had a teaser quite recently. Maybe it's just in in our minds. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But um, whereas me, Mike and Bex are top ones, Ready Player One, whereas the three of you didn't even vote for it. So <laughs> well, it's that 80s nostalgia and I don't, I don't, I don't have any of that because 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess it is. But yeah, I mean, Rex, I'm completely with you on this. Yeah, Ready Player One, as soon as they announced it. I mean, I've got various friends who are actually trying to get involved in it, who are nearly extras in it and were gutted not to get <sighs> on set. It's something that it's. I think it's going to be very, very good. I think it's something that can adapt very well. So I'm really looking forward to that one. Uh, close second for me was Deadpool 2. Yes, that was because, my second chisel. Because I don't think that needs any explaining <laughs> no. whatsoever. Um, Black Panther was reasonably high for me because I've forgotten the actor's name that plays Black Panther, but he is so regal and charismatic and... I really uh, just wanted to see more of him right. because we just we didn't get that much of him in the last one. So I really, really want to see how that how that film plays out. And I hope that the the plot line is slightly more intelligent than just, you know, him versus someone of the exact opposite agenda. Um, <laughs> somehow I missed Infinity War on the list. That probably should have got a vote. But I'm also I'm pretty looking forward to, to getting Tomb Raider as well. Yes. Yeah. Well, you are a big Lara Croft fan, so I think that's fair. <laughs> yeah. And much as the... Well, the, the Angelina Jolie films were enjoyable yeah. to terrible. Yes. Um, so I quite like the idea of the new one being an actual good Tomb Raider movie rather than just looking at uh, Angelina Jolie wearing various nice outfits. Yeah. Um, and I think that this could be interesting. And of course, it's based off the reboot series of games as well. And those had some really good plots, although nowhere near enough actual tomb raiding. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I'm very much looking to, forward to Ready Player One. That is definitely the movie that I'm looking forward to next year. Um, uh, I mean, I, I am looking forward to Infinity Wars and The Incredibles, but but Ready Player One is the thing I'm I'm definitely looking forward to. So that is the last category. That's what we went for. That's what we voted for. So I can now officially declare... The Guitar Awards. I'm now officially open. So, <laughs> so, uh, so yes, they, they are, are now going to be open. By the time you hear this podcast, it, they you will be able to go onto the site and vote. On the website, you just need to go to geektown.co.uk forward slash awards the only restrictions are you i mean you can go in and vote wherever you live in the world but to win the actual prize to to get into the competition you do have to be based either in the uk or northern ireland you also have to be over the age of 12 and over so those are the only real restrictions i think on the competition otherwise you can go on and uh, as i say wherever you are you can go on and vote it's just to win the prize you have to be uk northern ireland and over the age of 12 so that is pretty much everything hope you've enjoyed our kind of run through all the uh, things that we liked from the last year we will be back to a normal show next week if you want to catch us you can get all the uh, usual air date updates and all that sort of stuff on geektown.co.uk throughout the week you can find us on all the social medias which we usually slash geektown apart from instagram which is slash geektown uk that's everything we shall see you next week and go and vote Bye. Bye, guys. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.